Dr. Habib Singh podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. It's a huge honor today to have Ankar Singh with us. He has a wealth of knowledge in training and nutrition. And so this is going to be a very much anticipated episode. So thank you to him for his time. Before we go any further, make sure you smash the like button, comment, share. Make sure you share this with uh, the people that you know who really need it in our community so we can get his knowledge out to more people and get him to have more of an impact. Okay, so thank you, first of all, buddy, for being on the show. Thank you so much. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I've been following you, but for somebody who may have just come across this video and doesn't know too much about you. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to be, keep it short or, or the long version? Yeah, I think if we keep it short, because this this has been one of the most anticipated episodes, I think, because we've got a ton of questions for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start by, uh, okay, when I was around 18, uh, straight out of uh, gymnasium, we call it here in Sweden, uh, I, I had been working out at the gym like with a with a friend uh and not that serious just i was just watching him doing whatever he was doing because he is he was a good friend of mine and he started training already when he was 14 years old and i was you know when and when he got like 16 at my age he had like this biceps which was like you know it was, wow. it was really nice and uh, so i got inspired by him and i was like let's go to the gym so he taught me something in the in the beginning uh Quite still, I didn't take it seriously. You know, when you're a kid, first time going to the gym, you you don't care about nutrition, you don't care about sleep, uh, you know, anything. Just lift weights. So I did my bench press and curls. Uh, <laughs> after gymnasium, I started uh, university and I started studying uh, 3D. So which was a lot of computer, like all day, all whatever you did, like when you got got to your classroom was like all day in front of the computer and that's when i started to realize like all my mind like sitting there watching the lectures the only thing i could think about was like when can i go home so i can go work out and that's when i started to find out like okay this is really something that that i want to do and so i dropped off uh, university after one year and uh, i went like I think one or two months after that, I went on a course to become a personal trainer. So right away, I become a personal trainer. And uh, so, yeah, I started to work as a personal trainer. And, and that's, that's when I was just all in. Uh, after that, I just wanted to learn everything. I, CrossFit started to be big at that time. And I was like, these guys and girls are doing handstand muscle-ups They're, you know, you know, all of the cool stuff like calisthenics got popular. And I was like, they're already doing it. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, they were doing Olympic weightlifting and they're doing uh, sort of bodybuilding type. And to, to that point, I've only done bodybuilding. And so I started with CrossFit and then, yeah, like, it just went off from there. Like I just, uh, I, I even started to study to uh, study sports science after that because I wanted, I felt like personal training. It was just two weeks, you know, uh, just bunch of reading. Just remember, but don't know the purpose and and the meaning behind it. And I felt like I I need more, so I went on this university. And after that. Uh, I learned everything about rehab and prehab, anatomy, diets, and everything. So basically, at that point, I was I was full on uh, into this training world. 
Wow. Um, so I have a lot of questions off the back of that for you, if it's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, so from first of all, where are you from? I, I know, but just for people who may not know you. I'm from Sweden. And it's not Switzerland. <laughs> it's Sweden. <laughs> people always mix it up. And in, in terms of, first of all, you know, kudos to you, you're in Sikhis group. There's a lot of people in the fitness industry, I think, from our community, but the very few, I could probably count them on one hand, who are in Sikhis group. So it's um, it's inspiring to see. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I've followed your journey for some years, and I think, you know, that, that you're you're natural you've done it naturally which is you know again very 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 rare nowadays um so what's what's it like being in sweden and being a sikh in sweden um i i i think being a sweet being a sikh in sweden isn't what people think like most of people think it must be hard but uh, the swedish people are very like they don't ask much like they're they're curious and they they look at you because they're like well okay what's that but they're not rude uh, they're not like and and most of all they're when when you meet a person one on one he won't ask you too much but if it's a group of people then they start talking to be like oh what's that and, st and stuff like that uh, so and the thing is where where I went to school and and grow up uh, I have three older siblings. All of them went to the same school, and so like the teachers over there, and and like the principal, everyone knew already who Sikhs are. They knew my parents; they've been there like so many times. So I had a easy time growing up uh, in Sweden, and uh, so yeah, I I wouldn't say that it's you know that is holding me back, holding my Sikhi back. No, definitely not. That's amazing, and this is a question I I get asked a lot um in terms of from younger generations and they ask about training in Sikhi Swoop like do you feel comfortable going to the gym and how did you did you have any issues with that no never um I do I did I the thing is it mostly comes down to uh the way I grew up the, the way my parents raised me uh the way I looked up to my siblings uh and I've never had the the problem where I felt ashamed, like even in in school, uh, I started to wear bag when I was seven, six or seven years old, wow. and, and I tied it on myself because just because I was I was watching my brother, uh, and you know the way he was doing it, I was doing the same because I was like, if he if he has, I can have it, you know. Wow. Uh, and at uh, when we had like sports in school, then I used to tie patka because my bag always went off. Yeah. And then in the in the changing room, you know, I, I know a lot of people, they're like, they go into the bathroom and do the, the style. And I was like, why? <laughs> I, I was always like in front of everyone. Do, because if you don't do it, then that's when people are going to be like, okay, what's that? But if you yeah. show them, if you show them your case and you do everything in front of them, it's not like dangerous anymore. It's not uh, something that they're going to like. That's the reason they're going to have to be like, oh, okay, now I can ask. I mean, look at him. He's, he's doing all, you know, he, he doesn't care. Yeah. And, and I'm, the, I'm like, let the questions come. Like, I don't care. I have a valid reason for what I'm doing. It's all like logically for me. And I just explain and they're like, hmm, cool. And, and from there, and this is like when I was like eight, nine, 10 years old. And that's just been through me the, my whole life. And so in the gyms, I mean, 
in the gym is where I feel the most confident just because I've been doing it for so long. Like I, I know what I'm doing. So right now it's like, you know, I used to care about how my Destar looks. And I want it to be good and nice. Now I just, I literally, like if it gets loose right on the spot, I just lose, like drop the dumbbells and, and do my Destar again. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's like, if you know why you are wearing a Destar, then why are you, why are you afraid of it? Why are you ashamed of it? Like, the only person that need a good explanation is you and if you feel like you have one then you can give one to other people and then they obviously they won't say anything because you're so confident yeah wow that's a really very good answer um and in terms of i i'm really glad you were, <laughs> you didn't go into it uh, and to go into tv because <laughs> we we wouldn't know you we wouldn't be having this conversation if that was the case so yeah i'm glad you went down this direction but you, it kind of seems like uh, at that point you just followed your heart and you just did what you wanted 100%. to do. You didn't, you didn't know how it was going to turn out. No, I had no idea. I just knew that I can't sit in the classroom anymore. Like I can't, I need to go out. <laughs> yeah. And from a sick perspective, like how does training fit into to that? Like uh, in terms of your identity and do you, do you draw on any comparisons or any strengths from, from your faith with training? Uh, no, like, to be honest, the reason why I started was I was so into like, I want a six pack. Like, I, like, I didn't care about anything else. It wasn't about the key. It wasn't about, it was just, I had my goal that I wanted to achieve. Uh, and when I did that, then I realized like, because at, when I start when, when I went that way, I was, I was asking people out, how can I do it? And they were like, you need to eat meat. You need to have this. You need your protein. Uh, and at first, I was like, I'm vegetarian. Like this won't fit in. Like this, this won't happen. But at the same time, I was like, it that it shouldn't be. Like, okay, let's see what I can do. And I start to read about it. I start to read about proteins and stuff like that. Uh, and then I just, you know, it wasn't about it wasn't about sicky. It was uh, it was just about what I like to do. Yeah. And I think I think there's something very valuable in that because I think a lot of South Asian population is probably just in a profession because their parents think it's a good profession for them to be in, um, with complete disregard to whether it's something that they have any interest in or not. And then yeah. you get kind of ten years into a career and you think I have no joy from doing this thing. And I yeah, exactly. I, I hate and the, it. the thing is, I did had like my dad. You know, he was questioning from time to time, like are you still going to find this interesting in 10, 20 years? Like he didn't tell me like, don't do it. But he was like, you know, you were going on a university and you would, you would have an education and now you're doing this. And I do understand because he didn't know what you can do, you know, with fitness and like, especially 10 years back, like it, now it's popular, you know, to, to go to the gym. Like it's not, it's a trend. Uh, but then it was more like you do it if you want results. And then now he started to see how much I can do with it. Like I have, I have my YouTube channel where I inspire thousands of people to, to, to learn and to do what I'm doing, uh, doing online coaching. And he's so surprised that I'm working from home doing online coaching. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to that. Our parents don't really know what you can do with this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess they, for South Asian population, education is really important. So, you know, it was like this, 
when I when I was growing up, it was like the standard thing that you had to go to university. You know, it didn't matter if you were going to do anything with your yeah. degree or but not. But. The thing is, I, I I do understand. Like my dad, he you know all of our parents probably left like their homes to come here to work at restaurants and do all this just to see their their kids to go to university and be something big. And and all these years they have that in their mind, and I'm like, Dad, I'm gonna be a personal trainer. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my on my physique, and you know, it's gonna quite like it's gonna be a question. But uh, as as long as you understand your parents and they understand you, you have a good communication, then I think it's gonna be fine. Yeah, and I think it's going 360 now. So my my wife's a doctor. I've I've done you know studied, and with my kids, we're not so concerned about what education they have we just want them to be happy and we want them to be good human beings so yeah not, not that our parents didn't want that but they they wanted us to have the opportunities they didn't exactly but actually now we're we're reflecting on well you could be you know you could be elon musk but that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be content or you're going to you know be a good family person so exactly so you need that balance um of of following your passion as well all right so let's get into the questions yes the, the common one I think everyone is going to ask is, and I, I have this question as well, that with, with vegetarians and upbringing, I, I noticed that they have kind of like the muffin top, they have the belly and they might be skinny, but they have um, a lot of abdominal fat. So someone, Nim Singh has asked diet. And I think he means, what's your diet like? Uh, my diet right now is uh, high protein, I would say, uh, but I, I, I like that's the only thing that I focus on right now to maintain high protein, but also uh, have a good amount of fats. Uh, because I believe like, especially for vegetarian, uh, like carbs, carbs, they get either way, all the roti jars, like I don't worry about carbs. Uh, protein in the, the Punjabi food, like there's zero almost. So that's why I focus a lot on, on proteins. And, and same with fats, like there's not a lot, a lot of good fat in Punjabi food. Uh, so that's the two things that I focus on. And, uh, and right now I'm not on a diet. I'm actually trying to gain weight. Uh, so I just eat everything I see. <laughs> as, uh, but I, I make sure that I stay around, around 200 grams of protein every day. Okay. And as a caveat, I think it's important to mention that people, you probably get this every day, but people probably want to know what you eat, but that's, that's, you know, from a decade worth of experience, trial and error, your training uh, lifestyle is completely, maybe completely different to the person asking. So I think if someone really wants to know what to eat, they should probably contact you and, um, and then you can do an assessment and figure out what they, what they need. But it, For sure. all of these questions, they're going to, they're going to be, quite generic and and so it's, it's difficult questions for you to answer really because you you know without knowing anything about this person so if the person's serious about training they should definitely contact you but i appreciate you um giving kind of like a, a broad stroke answer to these questions um how do you manage how do you manage functions like do you, do you go somewhere and someone says you know and like you know you have to um, how do you get around that if i'm if i'm on a diet uh, then I I, free, I bring my own food box, uh, and that's uh, like people find it. M my parents are used to it now, so they don't say anything anymore. 
but and same with my with my family like if i go somewhere they know that i will have my own food uh so if if i'm on a diet i don't have any excuse i don't like people can sit in front of me and it's a it's a pizza like i'm there with my food because because the thing is i know what what it will give me you know with time i i know that if if i stay stick to this this is this will be my goal and so but when i'm not on a diet like right now uh, i eat everything but i make sure that i get my daily protein and you sound you sound quite goal oriented so without I, i've spoken to some fighters and they have a fight date coming up so they know they need to be strict with their diet in order to make the weight for their fight how do you stay motivated um do you have like a mental goal that you want to be this kind this kind of physique or is it like competition or how do you manage that um the thing is that's that's a really good question like i i've been uh, so okay when it started like i was just about getting the six pack and then from there i was just now i want the six pack but i want to be bigger and then from there it was just okay now i want bigger legs now i want bigger that now i want to be stronger so it it just it was my own goals every time and on my instagram i also i've done like uncad 2.0 uncad 3.0 and now i'm working on 4.0 wow. so that's so that's something that i have in my own uh like head that okay this is how i looked and now i wanted this and then there's so much things that motivate me like crossfitters olympic weightlifters uh people on instagram that that have a great physique like there's so many things that inspires me uh but yeah it's a different like i never competed i never had like a deadline uh i just knew that this is how i want to look and then i just work for it that's amazing because most people go boom and bust right they'll get into shape and then they'll they'll get fat again and then they'll yeah. get in shape again <laughs> just yeah but that's that's the same thing with with what i'm doing like i have my like you have your off season that's when you have your time to build muscle and then you're you want to come on on season so you go on a diet but yeah. it's fun <laughs> yeah it's really interesting it's really interesting uh, you're probably one of the one of the very few people that i know who've you know being able to motivate themselves without an external without an external kind of driver um so that's that's a credit to you and um if someone can find intrinsic motivation like that just from the joy of training i think they they set for life um yeah. someone asked how do you naturally increase testosterone uh well like first of all it depends on diet like if you get all your like really make sure you get all your proteins fat carbs so you are like healthy diet uh that you sleep enough um some people just focus on the diet and the training and then don't care about how much they sleep like you really need to sleep and the thing is with with testosterone it's it's natural like if, if you something that really boosts your testosterone is actually lifting weights uh but then it's all like it's very common that people ha- have uh low testosterone and i always recommend people that that feel tired and and like even uh, if they eat good and all all this stuff like go check your testosterone levels like if they are good and if they're not then doctor will give you uh and and make sure that's right um and for me I've never focused on that like testosterone. I I I know that uh, it was a guy that I used to train with uh, that's a very like 
famous guy here in Sweden. And uh, he got all these questions a lot because he, his, his body is really like, well, like he's been training for 20 years. And he's like, as soon as I get older and my testosterone levels drops, I will go, I will take testosterone to, to boost the levels. So like, check that up. If, if it's normal, if your levels are normal, then just think about being healthy, get your protein, fat, carbs, and lift. And that will be enough, I think. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic because um, the, I think uh, you're, you're covering kind of both ends. There's the, the medical end of when someone is, is outside of the range that they should be for their age group. Mm -hmm. And that does need to be addressed because they increase your risk of heart, heart disease, heart attack, um, libido, energy, all of those kinds of things are impacted by it. But on the other spectrum, there's probably people who've seen like six pack shortcuts or some kind of YouTube video where it says, yeah. you know, this is how you can increase your testosterone. And they see a guy who's like, you know, looks like you or who's ripped. And he says, I take this supplement or I do this. And now it's, it's all about the money. It's all about yeah. the selling the stuff, the, yeah. all the fat burners and everything like that's just just to selling, just to get money. Like I, I, I people ask me, like, do you use fat burners? never i've never like the the closest i come to fat burners is is caffeine <laughs> and that's because it uh, it pumps up my heart rate so i burn more calories but that's so minimal like that's and then like all that that's gonna matter is how many calories you burn and in terms of from your perspective what how much of getting into shape which is probably what most people want to do is down to diet and how much and how much of it is training um, I would say like everything is really about diet. Like if you, if you want to, if you want to lose weight, you don't even have to go to the gym. Like the, the only thing you need to care about is, is your calorie intake. But then uh, on the, in the other hand, you don't want to lose muscle. The reason why you go to your gym is to have, keep having strength because what will happen if you, if you don't focus about, about that is the first thing that will go is your muscles. Uh, so if you do like, you need to have both, but, but it depends if someone doesn't want to have muscle and just want to lose weight, I will say just, you know, get a good diet plan. But if you want to get into shape, and by that I mean you want to add a muscle, you want to, you know, that, then I would say it's, it's 50 50. That's, that's a really good answer. And to add to that, I, I feel like from a medical perspective, there's more and more research coming out on longevity and strength. So they, they've actually been able to predict someone's longevity based on grip strength. So, yeah, so they, that's, they, cool. that's been the uh, best predictor, um, even better than uh, cardiovascular endurance and um, stamina. So what, they, what they're saying is it's very important, especially as you old, as you age, as you get older, to do some kind of resistance training. It doesn't need to be, you know, trying to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but yeah. they, they should be doing like calisthenics or some, everyone should be doing some form of resistance training to um prevent neurocognitive decline and to prevent lots of other um diseases metabolic diseases like diabetes um so so yeah i think i think you're right i think um you're spot on your training is still important regardless of you know um if you're just trying to lose weight someone asked about after training is it important to have electrolytes or protein uh i would say protein like uh, together with carbs uh, because people don't really think about all you've been doing is to uh, use your carbs, 
like at the gym. So you need to refill that as well. Electrolytes is nothing, nothing really that I focus on. Um, but but protein definitely uh, together with with carbs. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a probably a stranger question, less less commonly asked because um, unless you're running a marathon or doing something in extreme heat, I don't think you need to worry too much about mm. electrolytes. Um, someone asked, will I lose muscle if I eat enough protein, but am and in calorie deficit? So I guess they, they want to cut down their calorie consumption, but they want to keep their protein levels high and they, they're concerned about um, whether they would lose muscle. Uh, no, like that that's the way you want to do it. Uh, like when you go on a diet, um, high high protein like even higher than actually than when you're bulking to be like on the safe um safer path uh and then keep up with with uh, uh working the muscles so yeah i would say go for it that's the way to do it and how much protein would you recommend an individual has so if you've got average weight of a male being 70 75 kilograms how much how much protein should that individual have like the, the the general is like double your body weight, uh, but I usually go a little bit higher just to be safe. Um, so if you're a 75, then 150 grams. And if you were my client, I will probably give you 165 or 170 grams. Okay. Um, can you recommend any vegetarian protein sources? Yeah. Uh, I would say, first of all, dairy products, if you're not a vegan, uh, which I'm not. So I use a lot of uh, that. And then there is food. uh, Right now in Sweden, uh, you get a lot of uh, soya products, soya, corn, uh, tofu. And that's like my daily uh, meals. It's all always some sort of soya, uh, corn. Uh, and then beans, uh, there's nuts, uh, like there's so much, like these, this used to be a problem when I started, <laughs> but now, like if you just Google vegan protein options, like there's so many. Uh, so, but, but for me, yeah, this is, this is what I do. And then oh, of course, protein bars is good. Uh, I use them on my, when I'm off season, not on season because there's high calories. And then I use uh, whey protein as well. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, someone asked, how do you go from fat to fit in three months? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> or it, it depends how, like, the the more overweight you are, uh, the bigger the results will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, when my diets is often three months, like I try to keep it because other four months I get stupid, like that's too much. And three months and I go from, uh, I start around 15% body fat and I go down to maybe nine or 10. And that takes me three months. Uh, And that's about 10 kilos every time. Um, So, so yeah, but from fat to fit that I wouldn't say three months. Yeah. I think that could potentially be dangerous if you're trying to start some kind of intensive exercise regime and your body's not really adapted, like physiologically, your ligaments, yeah. muscles, tendons, and you try and like, you know, go from nothing to running a marathon or something, you're going to probably... Exactly. The thing is, usually when I, go, when I get this question, I ask them, how long did it take for you to get fat? And then they will say, 
two years and then like also oh, you expect to be fit in three months you know and, and that's they that's when they understand like oh okay because the thing is you don't really want to be fit in that because your your skin won't even um ad, ad, adapt yeah uh, yeah to, to your new body so take it easy take it slow and make it a lifestyle and you won't regret it yeah i, I think um people often like when they're getting married then they they try and, I, uh, they try and like lose weight drastically i have a lot of online clients that's like i'm gonna get married in five months <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like what do you want me to do like <laughs> i can i can help you start this journey but yeah. don't expect anything to happen to your wedding yeah and have you noticed how as soon as the wedding day is over they they gain all the way yeah, back that's yeah them. and that that's actually funny like when i when i post stories on my instagram that i gain weight and they're like oh it's because you're married it's because <laughs> this and that no now it's over for you and i'm like i i'm i'm counting macros like i know what i'm doing like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and plus i think when you when you meet somebody you kind of you're on a similar page right you attract similar energies and and i'm sure your wife is is supportive of your um health journey and stuff so yeah, i don't i don't think you're gonna have a problem um okay how do you know what diet works for you i think that's quite a general question as well i've tried i i i test it and see if it works for me uh like one thing the one thing that definitely don't work is uh, fasting I try that and I just get, I just get mad. Like I need food and, and food are important for me. Like having sit down and having breakfast in the mornings. I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, and then I also tried this keto, keto diet, no, no carbs. And I got so weak in the gym that I mentally started questioning, like, what am I even doing in the gym? Like I, I felt like I lost all my strength and that, that was that was really bad for me mentally uh and i come down to the like yeah high protein diet and and so i i divide it in like uh 40 20 20 and that works very well for me uh and i i keep up with my cardio uh and i make sure i eat good food and if you have a client would you just figure out what kind of lifestyle they have and then based on that to see what approach or, or what they want to try and then help them, yeah, guide them through that process exactly so mostly like when they reach out they don't they don't really have any okay i want to do this and i want to do that they're just like give me this result and and i often give them like i i try to see their daily routines i make them okay let me know like what do you usually eat for do you eat breakfast do you enjoy it and when is the latest you eat and so i try to figure out their daily routine and then uh, from that work a good diet plan for them that's amazing um how do you stay in shape during an injury that's an interesting one uh depends on what kind of injury it is uh I've had back injuries uh, after deadlifting, uh, and what I've done that is just I just rested uh, because you can't really walk, <laughs> like you have so much pain. So three four days it took, then I was back. Uh, so it really depends on on what kind of injury you have. But what's really important that I see a lot of people don't do is prehab like they they when when they do get injuries then they go all in on rehab but 
there are no prehab. And that's something that I like every session I start with my like uh, warming up my shoulder blades. And that's something like people never see. Like, what are you even doing? I'm, I'm focusing on that. And leg day people go straight to squats like no warm-ups no for hips no for knees so i really focused that and that way the only injury i i had is my back and that was because i was deadlifting and i forgot to put the lock on one side so the weight was going on the one side and i was doing maxes of like three reps mm. and then when i went down my my back just went like you know because one side went down uh so so yeah i would say uh, like reach out if you have an injury reach out and i can give you specific uh, exercises to do yeah awesome and um i think that's all the questions that were sent in so right. thank you for that they're really well answered i have a couple if that's okay so yeah, sure. i want to i want to ask you about crossfit what's your opinion on crossfit because there is that kind of bodybuilding versus crossfit thing where yeah. bodybuilders kind of think and powerlifters think bodybuilders don't know what they're doing. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I will say CrossFit is amazing. Like it's it's um, it's not bodybuilding. It's not powerlifting. It's it's not calisthenics. It's CrossFit. Uh, they have their kipping pull-ups. They have their but they do have their strict pull-ups as well. So it's like um, I know I know like. People that start with CrossFit needs to learn all these specific things before they go to CrossFit. Like, don't, don't start from zero and go directly to CrossFit. I wouldn't recommend that. I would if you have a good coach, then do whatever you want. But if you like starting from zero and joining CrossFit class, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, so when I started CrossFit, I, I knew Olympic weightlifting, uh, sort of. I, I did it by myself, and uh, I. So so yeah, I would say it's it's really nice. It's not how bodybuilder builders uh, think about it. Like oh, they're doing keeping. Well, they're not building their back. They're doing as many as possible, as fast as possible. Um, so so yeah, I would say it's it's really nice, but it's very very tiring like I, I did it for two years and like if you think you're tired during bodybuilding like times 10 that's crossfit wow. like yeah, yeah like I, I was laying down and like looking for air and you know it was sometimes like it's really really hard so the top level athletes who are doing it make it look so easy but if you do it like try it and you will understand <laughs> yeah that's amazing um i think it's great how they they scale things and i think you're you're right if you have a good coach then you can learn there's certain movements that you really want to know have good body awareness and know the mechanics of and yeah like deadlifting you don't really want to um just try deadlift without having any cues on you know what you should be bracing or how you should exactly. be doing them exactly mm -hmm. like a, a, a great example like i used to be a crossfit coach uh and and the the thing is what they start to do during deadlifts is starting they start to bounce just to to make it faster and that's something that top athletes do uh but they also know how to do it when to turn um your um your core, how to engage your core. But these beginners, they don't know that the core is like the key for a deadlift. So they don't focus about it. And then you see their hips are going like back and forth and they're extending too much. And so I always tell them like, 
you're not allowed to bounce. Like, don't do, yeah, like drop it and start from the beginning. And then I check the form each time and be like, okay, that's good. And then, and then when they understand, when they start to come to heavier weight, that's when I'm like, all right, you have a belt on and, and, and do it. Yeah. And personally, I feel like, because um, I, I did CrossFit for a very short period of time. I went to some classes and I feel like when you're from a physio kind of perspective, there's a lot of accessory work that needs to be done for, you know, shoulders yeah. and lower back. And, and when you have, if you're just a, a, you know, like a keyboard warrior and you're on your computer all day, and then you go and do one hour of intensive CrossFit, you're not necessarily getting the whole kind of holistic exactly. approach to training. Like uh, you're probably not getting enough like core stability work. You're probably not yeah. getting enough um, like spinal stuff. Like, um, so I know they do spend enough time, uh, a time on mobility generally in, in gyms, but then you, you've got half an hour for your workout and that's probably not enough time to train um, certain weaknesses and, and do the prehab that you talked about. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I noticed a couple of people's backs went out at the CrossFit gym that I was at. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the guys was doing sprinting, uh, doing sprints, they were doing sprint intervals on a track that they had. And, um, I think probably like a curd one, right? Yeah. No? Yeah. So I think, you, you know, you've got to put in the time to do all the accessory stuff. If you're going to be For doing like hundred percent, like, like people are doing snatches, but they can't even bring your, their arms behind their, behind their head. And they're doing snatches. Like, the, the main position that you need to have is a good overhead position. You don't even start with snatch before you have a good overhead position. Mm -hmm. And 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 if you are a beginner, like you're saying, like keyboard warrior, that you go straight to try to doing clean your jerk and snatches. Of course, your your shoulder will just pop off. Yeah, yeah. You you tear your tear cuff, and then you'll be like it will impact on all the other kind of movements. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. I think we're on the same page about that. Um, I always ask about books. Are there any books? It doesn't need to be related to training, but if you have to recommend one book, which book would it be? Honestly, I'm the, I'm the worst person you could ask this question. <laughs> I'm not a book like a reader at all. Uh, and uh, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> like I, 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 I haven't even read, a, I, I haven't finished a book like yeah. all my, my whole life uh, yeah. because I've, I realized I've, I'm a person that likes to see and hear. Like, you know, you have your, how you learn and this is how I do it. So reading has never been my thing yeah and that's that's absolutely fine i uh the last interview one of the last interviews was 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 with gunbar singh the artist from uh art of punjab oh, and yeah. um you know he spends all of his time in the studio painting so you know he doesn't get time to read so it's just yeah. you know it's a it means you're dedicated to your craft um any resources that you recommend in terms of technique or any any youtube you other youtubers that people should follow apart from yourself uh i i follow a lot of uh the, the thing is i'm not anymore looking for you know new technique. inspiration yeah new technique so it's really hard for me i've been following one person which is okurahim and he's the the person that i was talking that i started to train with later on and he's been my my inspiration for since i started and i i remember there was this guy back then like six pack shortcut guy yes. i remember his videos well over but right now i can't honestly say 
any anyone to be yeah. honest like like i i do follow uh there's uh, this guy from uh, canada like um azad singh is one of them like he he's he tra- he likes to train as well and there's one from uk so i i try to like we try to motivate each other and be like, oh, nice lift and stuff like that. But it's no one that I really follow to learn anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's more of a, a beginner thing where you're looking at different yeah. channels to try and figure out technique on squat. Yeah, like Steve Cook was like one of the one of the guys that I used to uh, follow and see what he was doing. So yeah, yeah I, I remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's it's good to know that you can get to a stage where you're kind of confident enough to know that you you know your body and you know the mechanics and you know the movements. Yeah, th- yeah, exactly. Like I I know what I need to be doing, uh, and and I I know what I enjoy, and that's why I don't, I feel like right now I don't need to look at anything else. Yeah, and I, I think that's an underrated thing as well. People don't look at what they enjoy; they look at what they they should be doing. So they'll do something for a very short period of time, but because they don't enjoy it, they're not going to be consistent with it long enough to get any result, like any meaningful results. Exactly. So I think it's, it's amazing. You found something, you, you know, you found stuff you enjoy that gives you benefit and obviously it works. Yeah. Um, so where can people get in touch with you if they want to, if they want to get coaching, if they want to follow you on YouTube or Instagram with what's um, if they want to coaching, then I would say the best thing is to reach out on Instagram. And it's my name, Unkar Singh, with two eyes on the sink. And uh, right now, what I'm focusing a lot, like my, all my time goes to right now is YouTube. I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel. And what I do there is mostly lifestyle, is vlogs and, and combined with fitness and and like just about me, basically. And, uh, and so I would uh, be very happy if they subscribe there and uh, ask me any questions and dm me on instagram absolutely so make sure if you're watching this listening to this make sure you go over and subscribe right now we'll wait while you do it um and on instagram as well make sure you um follow on Singh and show me your appreciation for this interview thank you so much by i really appreciate your time thank really you good. so so much really appreciate your candor with your honest answers and um just you know laying it all out on the table and just kind of, of course you know being so open with everyone